Today on the podcast, we have a bachelor's classmate of mine, Jeff Bekovic. Um, Jeff, as soon as I met him, was very entrepreneurial, always super entrepreneurial in nature, also a good technical engineer. Um, but he, after, say, uh, his bachelor's degree, he went and started working. And actually, uh, we had another person on the podcast earlier, Anyani, who had the story of him driving and handing out resumes. I know Jeff did the exact same thing to get his first job. And actually, I learned about this not through Jeff, but I have a friend who is a bit more senior than we are, maybe about like 10 years senior to us. And he told me there was this guy who showed up at his company and basically like handed and gave him a resume one day. And it turns out it was my friend, Jeff. So I learned this story, not through Jeff, but through like somebody who was also at this company and Jeff did get that job. So interestingly enough. Um, but yeah, so Jeff now is uh, currently running his own company. I believe they have about 50 to 70 employees here in Edmonton. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the company's focused on e-commerce. And so Jeff has a lot of interesting perspectives because he didn't really like, exactly follow like a traditional path right out of school. Like he did work an engineering job, but only basically just like part-time to kind of like make a little bit of money and then like help him basically work on his side pursuits. And cause I think he was always so passionate about his side pursuits. You know, you knew this guy was going to like continue to do entrepreneurial things until he found something that really worked for him. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I love Jeff's episode. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys really enjoy it as well. Tyler, any thoughts on it? I mean, yeah, it was just, you got to admire Jeff's drive for wanting to start a side project and then kind of pursuing that to the fullest extent. You know, he was mm -hmm. talking about how, he was doing his, uh, you know, his nine to five job. And then he was working in the evenings and in the mornings. Uh, and then it kind of took off after that. And the amount of personal risk that he had to drive into this, pro into this project too, his e-commerce company, uh, to the point until it was successful is pretty incredible. There's a guy that really like believes in the vision that he can, you know, build this into a big company. He's got a really good team around him. He was saying that everybody's kind of the same. They're very driven as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, they have a good, like, competitive nature amongst themselves too and it makes for yeah. a good working atmosphere um so yeah it was super unique i've never heard this story before of an engineer just like building a huge e-commerce company so you know it's pretty incredible and he's got a lot of good advice um and yeah we think you guys will get a lot out of it so over that so yeah hope you guys enjoy is just for myself and everybody listening maybe you can kind of give us a high level overview of your journey like since graduation uh and your career path uh, uh thus far just to bring us all up to speed yeah sure uh so yes it is intentional uh i've kind of tried to scrub a lot of my presence off of online um just uh you know i feel like i was kind of stuck in a kind of like a tricky situation when i was migrating from in my engineering role previously to this role and i didn't really want to share a lot of what i was doing online and uh, since I've just kind of kept it that way, because uh, I don't really mind it, I guess. Um, but yeah, from journey from graduation till now, it was a little bit of an interesting path. So actually, when I just graduated in 2017, I didn't have a job. And then, but I had just gone to China twice. And I was like, this place is crazy. We met so many amazing people and connections that we still have today um, that actually still are like pivotal to helping us do what we're doing still today. Um, just, you know. Uh, just completely by luck, things that we just decided to, you know, go to a show right before the flight leaves and we met this one person who, you know, owns this and then this person owns this and then uh, just kind of like a domino effect. Um, but on graduation, I was like, you know what, we're going to give this a shot as kind of try to start our own thing. Um, actually launched like a artificial grass company called NextGen, which technically is still running. 
Um, it's probably one of the if you hit it if you Google in in like Edmonton, it'll probably be the first one that comes up. So we did that for actually a few years, but we launched it that year. But then we got a place to start with Edmonton, and uh, me and my current partner actually, uh, and one other guy. We didn't really know what we wanted to do, but we were all kind of going in different directions of what to do. And then um, things kind of fell apart. I went and got an engineering job and did that for about two years and kind of industrial automation. Um, and then my one partner went to New York, uh, met a few people there, and then the other guy kind of just ended up falling off and, and not, not doesn't really participate with what we're doing now. So um, a few years went past, and I was basically just working as an engineer. The last, like, a few people who had left my company, like Dave uh, knows too, ended up going to, like, Tesla and stuff. And I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. Maybe I'll do something similar. Um but to be honest, I didn't really like my job that much. Like I would say every Sunday, like I was getting the Sunday scaries, as people say, and I didn't want to go back and I didn't, wasn't having a fun time. I didn't really like my boss all that much. And um, I think it was more the fact that engineering's not really for me. Um, and uh, probably about two years in, my partner came back from New York and he said, hey, uh, I did this business for a few years down there. Um, I think we can do something similar up here but just do it way better and uh started off by chiseling like evenings away to like go work on that and then slowly chiseling more time away from my engineering role like a few hours to do that and then finally just completely ended up leaving the company uh and just went full into this um and that was probably when i jumped full into it was i would say about a year and a half ago now of kind of doing that so we've been doing it for about a year and a half year just a little bit more than that so um yeah and now we're doing what we're doing here so <laughs> yeah you know actually jeff i want to ask you a little bit because obviously we went to you know bachelor school together and so i know you on a pretty decent level and i know that you've always had kind of this like very entrepreneurial drive even when you were doing your engineering stuff i know you were still like always thinking about side businesses and kind of like side hustles for me and maybe you know the people listening i'm kind of curious you know, like what are some of the traits within yourself that you think have always made you like entrepreneurial and always tried to look down like non-traditional routes from what you're doing uh like you know previously yeah i i would say that i would like to i'm just i may be inquisitive um but also like ultra competitive too um i don't know if i come off that way but i'm very competitive um and uh, if I see someone doing something cool, I immediately am like, I have to do that better. Um, and maybe a bit of an unhealthy trait, but I think it's also driven me to kind of do what I'm doing now. Um, but also inquisitive about different areas. Like, I, I, I find it really hard to be like, okay, I'm okay with just doing this one thing. Uh, there's so much to learn and so many areas that you can grow. And especially now, I don't think there's like a great excuse to not learn. It's so easy to learn kind of any skill you want. Um, just with time, but the accessibility is like anyone can get there. Um, that uh, I kind of felt like I was kicking myself in the pants, in the butt, I should say, if, like, if I didn't do it. Uh, so definitely just probably I'd say relentless competitiveness a little bit, but then also just like a curiosity for uh, the unknown, maybe probably the two. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. So. I, I kind of want to, I'm wondering like when, you know, you're in your, your, your engineering job and you realize that, 
you know, maybe it's not really for you and you're kind of looking at this, this idea that you have on the side to pursue. Um, how do you know, like, um, that when is the right moment for you to kind of go full in and pursue that a hundred percent? Um, and maybe cause, cause it could be the same thing even earlier, right? Like if you're in university and kind of like you're doing one thing, but you have like a curiosity you want to explore and kind of go down the rabbit hole in that direction. What do you think is like, a good tipping point for someone to know that it's like, okay, I should be going and, and doing this thing. Or what was that instance for you? Kind of. I would say that, um, you know, if someone has like a side hustle, kind of what I would kind of recommend doing is, um, you know, tracking it over a year maybe and seeing kind of your, your, like your gains in that, like not only financially, but also just like personally and, um, and you know maybe number of followers or traction in general and if it starts getting to the point where you're like i you know especially financially you can probably leave and do almost as good like 80 percent of what i'm doing now in terms of you know income then i would say go for it because you know you're in kind of control of your destiny at that point um uh, in terms of when i had that switch it was really hard for me because i think my entire family was really wanting me to go the engineering route so uh, the time to, you know, I think the relationship I was in was also very kind of skeptical about this working out. And so it kind of like did, I probably two different factors that were holding me from really kind of jumping into it. Um, for me, what really happened was one, it started taking way more time at this point and it started getting to the like, you know, I don't know what to do to the fact that like I don't have enough time to do what I'm doing, trying to do. Um, so I just need more time. And the other one was, uh, just kind of seeing the growth, just the, the month over month growth and um, especially around, you know, the Christmas months, you know, Q4 is when it just blows up in terms of sales and you're like, this is um, what we've been able to accomplish in a few months, you know, I see where we're going in a year, it just, it makes sense at that point to do that. Um, uh, I would say definitely having a strong team helps so too. Um, doing it by yourself is usually so much harder and it can be done. But like motivation-wise, it's so much harder too. Um, having the right team around you uh, helps a lot, especially with reassurance too. Especially with reassurance too. For sure, uh, Jeff. You know, actually speaking on kind of like the business side of things. Uh, so you were talking about sort of that pivot point of when you went from like the engineering job beforehand to then kind of uh, going and doing working more on the business side beforehand like what would your balance be with your time between say like your engineering job and uh like your basically what would have been like your side hustle at that point in time and like do you mind talking about like the your the rest of your team's like input at that point in time too because i know right off the bat when you guys were starting like it wasn't just kind of like you know a single person working on it like you had a few i believe a few people working on that idea together yeah i mean my time balance was i would say you know probably like a nine, nine to five or nine to six in my engineering role. So eight, eight, nine hours. And then probably another three hours or so after on this, um, that slowly shifted, you know, after a few months, it went to four hours and I went to five hours. You know, I was asking, I was coming in earlier to that role and then leaving earlier, got to the point where even that wasn't enough that I was like, I had to like, I had to ask to be able to like drastically even cut down my hours just to be able to make, the time of what we're doing here and then that and then eventually it got to the point where it was like that still doesn't even work and like at that point you're like it's just time to cut it loose um and in terms of the other partners uh they were in it you know full time from the beginning um 
kind of going at it. And so, like I said, that, that's the thing with the team just helping with reassurance, right? Um, these other two people who are giving it everything they have for, like, um, you know, months at least um, really assures you that, you know, this team is in it uh, for the long run, too. They're going to do everything they can to make it successful. That's so. That's interesting because you said that you're um, with your business at least you're ultra competitive, and I'm just kind of curious within within your own team you have a couple of partners there. Do you feel like there's maybe like a healthy competitiveness between you and your partners as well? If you see them working really hard, that you want to put in as much time and effort. I know. I know. Just on a, a smaller level, I've experienced the same thing between me and Dave on this podcast. If he like does a bunch of work one week. I'm like, all right, damn. All right. I got to put in some work. I got to get some things done and stuff like that. So I, he keeps me, it's like working out with a partner, right? They keep you accountable. Like, do you feel like it's the same thing in your, in your business? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think there's almost like a bit of a sense of guilt probably if you leave earlier one day and like, I'd say like pretty much we're all in here around nine, like nine a.m. in the day, but like we probably don't leave till like eight or eight, nine too every day. So um, and for a really long time, that was seven days a week. Uh, I'd say now it's kind of cut down to six, but even if it's me or not coming in on that sixth day, I think there's a sense of guilt. And I think for all of us still, it's like even taking off like a day or going somewhere for a weekend. I think everyone here probably between us three has like a slight sense of guilt, but it's also probably a, what do I do <laughs> at this point? Cause you're like, you're used to doing that 24 seven. You're like, now I've got some free time and you have no idea what to do with it. Cause yeah, he's just working. So, yeah, we definitely, I would say, keep each other accountable. Um, but we're all hungry to get to the next level as as well. So, but we also get along very well, and that's what's great about it too. Yeah, I think you know, in regards to dynamics, no matter what, whatever you're doing, if if you have really strong team dynamics, I think even if you are putting in a lot of hours and you're working hard, like you really want to go and you want to work for the guys that you're working with or like whatever the team is at that point in time. You know, even yeah. the example I would give here, Jeff was uh, Jeff and I did our capstone project together in our bachelor's degrees, and we had a great team at that point in time. And I know a lot of us were putting in a lot of hours every day on the capstone project. But because we had such strong team dynamics, a lot of times like it didn't even think like it didn't really even seem like it was hard work because you just enjoyed doing the work and you enjoyed doing the work with the people you were doing. Uh, and in regards to that, Jeff, I actually want to ask you know more on kind of the uh, stuff that you're doing now. What have some of the skills uh, and skill sets that you think have been important, basically going from say a traditional engineer like your traditional uh, job that you were doing beforehand? to now doing like not more non-traditional work for, you know, like the uh, like skills that you were trained for as like a bachelor's student? Um, well, I think engineering probably teaches you really well about time management. And I think that's a skill that really can be applied anywhere. Uh, that's a skill that's really beneficial here. You know, one of the first things I do every day now is um, I come in and I have a daily planner and I plan it down to the 30 minutes of what I'm doing for the day. Um, I think about what I'm doing the night before, what I will be doing the day after, or the, the following day as well. Um, and I think you just get to the point where you need to have an efficient time management uh, ability to succeed. Um, the, I would say another trait that was kind of, I would say, crossed over is traditionally, I feel like in engineering when you're doing something, um, or at least in consulting, you're, you know, the job's not done until it's done um and so if people you know if that takes you to being 8 p.m at that office to get it done or 9 p.m or coming on the weekend to do it it's kind of just the expectation i think in that area and 
that's that's a trade that definitely crossed over here. It's, um, but even more so, um, you know, there, if something doesn't happen, company you could get in trouble. Um, you could get eventually in trouble, but here it's more, you know, this is no one else to save you if you don't do it. It's kind of all on you. And so uh, I would say those are the two trades from a technical standpoint. I In the role I do, there hasn't been much crossover, though. Okay. And so it's, it's, it's curious for me because this isn't the first uh, entrepreneurial thing you've tried, right? And so um, I'm kind of curious, the first, the first uh, times that you tried, um, you know, what made you after they, they didn't work out, just be like, okay, I guess it's not for me, I'll go back or what made you kind of try again? And then I'm wondering if, you know, if you feel like you're the same person between that uh, that business and the one you're in now, or what changes had to happen in order for you to experience the success you're having with this one in contrast to the, the first one that you tried? Yeah, I would say there's this, this constant itch. Um, to, I always have this constant itch to just build something. I think that's the reason why you keep going back. You're like, maybe that didn't work out. Um, there could be a hundred reasons on why it didn't work out, but um, you lay it to rest and like a week later you have another idea. And you're like, ah, I can make this happen. And the, the more, the larger network that you know, the more people you know, you kind of start being like, oh, I can plug that person in there and plug that person in there and it can probably work. Um, sometimes obviously it doesn't, but in this case it did, uh, which is really great, um, at least so far. Um, <laughs> what, what I would say that's really worked this time over the other times and how I've kind of grown is uh, before everything was pretty early stage uh, in terms of, you know what you're, you know financially, but also your, you know your plans and the, like the planning in general, your traction. Um, you know, I had to. I was. I felt like I was a lot before in kind of like the, the dreamer stage, where like I had practicality, but you're still seeing where it could go. And I think now it's been just been more, just self discipline to kind of get to where where you're at now. It's um, the management of the, the size of the team that we have to. Um, just we have a lot of moving parts every day is uh, understanding you know moving fast but also taking the time to proper, properly go through every step uh, and uh, know that you know, almost trust the process kind of getting there but I would say um, that if you do if you build your processes right that eventually you know it's going to get to the point that you want it to get to and just being patient probably yeah and Jeff, one thing I'm thinking about too, actually kind of going back on the side of the previous startups that you were working on, I know at least a couple, you know, from the times that I've known you, I believe uh, T, uh, Tiafino, Tiafino is one, correct? Yeah, yeah that was one. And you then, one. yeah, and then I know, I can't, I, can't, I can't remember the exact one you were working on when you were like originally went to China when we were in bachelor school together, but it's all good. But actually, one thing, one thing I'm curious about, uh, like, is I've also kind of been working on startup ideas, and I think one really strong skill that at least entrepreneurs have to have is usually facing adversity and being able to overcome adversity, because usually there's a lot of uh, problems that might come our way. So one thing I'm wondering on your side is maybe it could be something on, say, like the career side, or it could have been like when you're an engineer and now. But do you mind like sharing a story with us about kind of some adversity that you faced and sort of the steps that you took to overcome it and maybe like some learning lessons from that uh, specific example? Yeah, there's been, well, there's probably been lots of 
met with many points of adversity uh, along the way. Um, one of the biggest ones was tr the transition from engineering into this. You know, like I said a little bit, a little bit earlier, was just I feel like the general lack of support that I had from a personal side of making the transition. You know, for, for my family and for my current relationship at the time. Um, people who I would say meant a lot in my decision making were not all the way in for supporting the way I thought they would be. Um, and uh, that's tough then to kind of overcome that uh, if you don't have anyone kind of supporting you to, to kind of get there. Uh, the way I got over that was basically ultimately just saying, hey, you know, seeing one, the numbers of the growth, uh, trusting and trusting in my partners too and saying that this is, this is going to work, I think. Um, it's taking a leap and also part, partly came with my age too, I would say it's, you know, I looked at it like, I think it was, I would have been roughly about 27, 26, I guess. Um, and uh, looking at like, hey, this is kind of what I felt like my last shot to some degree, which is probably ridiculous because it wasn't or it isn't. But it was like, hey, this is my last shot to like make something happen because after that, like maybe I want kids or I want to um, settle down in some way. And I'm like, if this doesn't work, then maybe I can go back to like a regular just kind of like engineering role. Um, and so I think that motivation also too just made me like really grind to make this one work as much as possible. Um, you know, in terms of like set, set up setbacks along the way, once you start this business, I mean, you get a ton and a lot are just out of your control. Um, but then you also get like a ton of highs. I would say the biggest thing about entrepreneurship is you see like incredible highs and you see incredible lows and you know, like from like point where like, I'm going to lose all the money I have here now. Or I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for this. And then you also, the next day, you're like, okay, yeah, like, wow, this is, you know, we're in the millions now. This is great. Um, and so you kind of eventually, I feel like at one point, you just hit the middle and, like, nothing, uh, nothing really phases you. You're just kind of like, yeah, we'll get through it <laughs> at some point. <laughs> um, that's, I don't know. We had, there's so many cases of hardship that we had to go through. It's, it, I would say it's really hard to pinpoint one. Uh, just, but the overall focus of you're going to get through this and you're just going to work as hard as you can to get through this has held successful for us almost every single time to this point that I, I have full faith now in where we're going to go. Yeah. yeah, I feel like kind of the, it's really nice that you share that and especially on like the family side and kind of like what you probably thought would be like to your support network too to some extent because I think if you are going to make like a really, really large transition, um, say going from even just like toying with your ideas, but like really going for it, yeah. like, you know, it's really nice to have kind of like our support system and our, our network sort of like backing us on that. And like, I, I think it's admirable that essentially, you know, you were able to basically go with your gut feeling, even though at the time, maybe you thought it's your last chance. Me telling you right now, I know you, I don't think it's going to be your last chance, even if say like, you know, you guys make like a successful exit or like whatever it comes with like your current venture, like I think, you know, probably 10 or 15 years from now, you and I will be catching up again and you'll probably, oh, uh, just one sec, uh, okay, your video is still recorded. Um, yeah, like you probably still be, uh, you know, working on something at that point in time too. Um, what I wanted to ask you actually was on the entrepreneurial side of things, Jeff. Um, you were talking about basically having like a balance between your emotions. How do you find that you're like successfully able to like balance your emotions as an entrepreneur? Um, well, it wasn't easy. And I think for the longest, I, I would say like a good chunk of end of 2019, early 2020, um, 
I felt like I was probably depressed to some degree. Um, I, you know, you're taking massive, like, financial leaps, like, money that you probably didn't think you were going to part with, you're starting to part with, and you're like, okay, there goes all of my net worth. Um, you know, you're maybe asking for people for favors, really favors that you're uncomfortable asking and just putting you in a weird position, and you're, you don't really have anything to show them. It's kind of just blind faith, and you're like, hopefully you believe in me, too. Um, and uh, so I would say, like, to be honest with you, I was in a... In a probably a bit of a dark place for a little bit of time and I'm sure it affected multiple relationships that I had um and so that would just be like a thing I would say too for just like really a true and true on like just going and building companies I think that's a pretty common trait for most people um you know I know people who are also in positions where the point where like they sleep for like two hours a day who are building similar companies and it's to the point where like, they get thrown in the hospital uh, just because like, it's going way too hard, but they're just so focused on it. Um, it's not very glamorous, I don't think. Um, but uh, the balance and like, how I was able to balance it was ultimately, I think, you know, I would say in the first six months or the first year, it's honestly it's really hard to do that. It's um, There's going to be so many things, so many sacrifices, so many leaps of faith, at least in how, how aggressive our growth has been to get to where you need to be. But now we're at a point where, like, we're relatively stable. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, it's not going to all sink the next day. So that, like, peace of mind is there. But then also, now I've seen a lot of the issues that I thought could have sunk us have not done that. Um, so you just kind of being like, oh, I've seen this before. We'll get through it. It'll be fine. And then you kind of get the time to be like, it's not as, as such an urgent matter, you know. You can take that time to get back into physical fitness, which I found was huge for balancing mental health, getting back into having a bit of a relationship with friends too, which was also a big one as well. So uh, those things really helped, I would say. I think, yeah, also it seems like um, you were you were saying earlier that uh, like self-discipline is a big thing for you now and you're able to grind all the time and work now just six days a week, not seven days, you know, all 11, 12 hours, which is pretty insane. You know, you got to have a lot of self-discipline to do that. Um, and I'm wondering, is that something that you had before this? Or is that something, a personality trait that got born out of you because this is what the business needed? And, and say if somebody doesn't have good self-discipline right now, what is a way that you think a person can kind of uh, cultivate that and bring that into their life in order to accomplish their goals? I think if the goal is probably big enough, you're going to learn that you will have self-discipline for that goal, probably. Um, mm -hmm. If you want something bad enough, I think most people I've seen, obviously, time and time again, um, you know, Dave's a great example from what I know Dave, like, you know, if he, like, was seeing what he wanted to do and, you know, like, the growth that he had academically, too, uh, you know, put your mind enough to it that you're going to have the discipline, I would say, to get there. And if it's not something you want bad enough, I think people just don't have that discipline, uh, unfortunately. But uh, there are things that can definitely help. I think, honestly, in, in all reality, probably COVID helped a little bit. Um, the fact that you can't do a whole bunch, so you end up just working through it um, helped a little bit. But um, in terms of, like, skills that you can use for self-discipline, um Again, a team motivation is huge. That's why I would always say if you're going to start something, you probably try to do it with a team because doing it by yourself and being like the only one motivating yourself to. 
we saw how hard it was just with two other partners doing it by yourself without the other support network. I can't imagine how you do it. Um, just from like a, a, a mental health standpoint too. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are tools out there, you know, having agendas, I think definitely really help, um, reminding yourself of eventually why you're doing it for can, can be very important because it's easy to get lost in the day to day of what needs to get done. And eventually like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the point uh, of doing this is, is a big motivator too. Um, and, uh, also the motivator of like, I just don't want to go back to what I was doing before. So I just want me to make this work. And I think with that amount of motivation, it's good. And then when you see the benefits along the way, like they don't come every day, but maybe every few weeks or even once a month, every few months, that kind of like acts as like this kind of like another boost of like, okay, yeah, we're on the right path. This is going to happen. This is going to work. Um, and like now I don't feel like I have the urgency to like launch things like we felt like before. Before I was like, we need to get this up today and these keep on like live today and now it's like we've got a few projects that we're working on but i'm like yeah it'll get there maybe you know planning planning is for q4 like launch but we don't need it up today and, and that's a nice thing to be in the position for yeah i would say too you know like a couple things that i was thinking about then uh too like obviously thanks for the shout out jeff i appreciate that and you know even from my end too i know like knowing jeff uh definitely like very disciplined and like been able to have a strong focus and kind of achieve what he wants to achieve one thing you know a couple things i saw in there um so basically like the team side like having this uh idea of having like people around you help you keep yourself like disciplined and as well motivated is key because like us as people, it can be really hard to basically just stay like self-motivated all the time. Even like the most self, uh, personally self-motivated people, it can be hard to be uh, self-motivated all the time. One thing I kind of like too that you were mentioning is that like a little bit on the self-gratitude side of things, like maybe once a month you were saying, or once every couple months, like you have the opportunity to sort of like look and be like appreciative for what's going on at that particular point in time. So talking more on like the team side of things, you know, for say like students that are currently in uni or people like maybe earlier in their career right now, what would be like some benefits or like some skills that they can pick up from say like team dynamics that could help them like, you know, grow in their career or even grow personally, you think? I think probably the ability to probably let go of, uh, of tasks and delegate. Maybe I would say probably one of the biggest things that I would say any entrepreneur will probably tell you. and was probably one of the most pivotal things and they all to like grow their business and um and i think that skill is you can well you can take that skill i think anywhere uh but without the ability to and i know it's really hard especially if you're coming from like an i would say an engineering background where it's like i think a lot of engineers are the trade of like i'm going to do this myself and i'm just going to like sit down and power through it um a lot of times that's actually like the wrong thing to do and just delegating and just really understanding what's your time worth um, and being comfortable with saying someone else is going to be able to get this done is probably the one of the most important uh, traits. Uh, I guess you'd have to pair that with negotiation. Um, the ability to, like, ultimately I look back and, like, you know, all the technical things we learned while I was in school are ultimately like not what has gotten me to the point that I'm at now and that's something I kind of knew but it's different when you've gone through it it's really I'd say the people skills um and kind of like the discipline and time management that you can do yourself um you know something so much easier if you know the right person 
and you're off, you know, to negotiate and like kind of delegate and I'd say win them over almost, um, and act as like a friend, then trying to be like, I'm going to learn the skill myself and then I'm going to do it because you're not really ever going to grow that way. It's going to be too hard. Um, and so that's one of the big things I've always focused on is that now it's like growing the circle. So, you know, whether it be trying to learn YouTube, I'm, I'm going to people who have experienced a very aggressive and amazing growth on YouTube to be like, okay, if I want to launch a brand via YouTube, that's how I'm going to go to them. I'm not going to try to learn it myself. And honestly, I'm going to try to learn 5% maybe myself and then delegate the rest. Uh, that would probably be the best skills I would say. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Uh, they, you know, the people skills and the negotiating skills have become the most valuable for you. And in order to utilize those, um, you definitely, I think you have to have a really strong network and, and when you're younger, maybe you don't have that strong of a network yet. Um, what do you feel are some things you can do while you're still in school or just outside of school to really make those extremely useful connections and lay the foundation for a good network that you can leverage in the future? Or just if you don't have one, like how can you still just negotiate and access uh, people to have a mutually beneficial relationship? What are some strategies that you think are, are good when you're in that position? Yeah, I mean, one of the nice things about being in, in school is like there's so many groups and there's so many ways to do like, you know, get cross involved in different departments. Uh, when I was in school, I it was in engineering. I was like I think like the VP of communications for like the real estate team and like everyone else in that was in business school. Um, I ended up meeting a lot of people who I still talk to today. Um, people who if like I have a real estate question, I'm going to them and you know, if they have an e-commerce question, they're coming to me uh, about it. Um, Cause it's just, school is really good. Cause I is really good for actually just like I'd say like promoting that growth. Um, general, it's curiosity is great for me. Like the travel aspect to me, might sound a little cliche, but the travel aspect is something that I'd say really helped with my personal growth. Um, so many things that we did in China, um, just by chance or being curious, like opened so many doors down the road to where we are now. Um, by just taking that extra step or deciding to go to that show or stay an extra hour, um, those are really big. Uh, Ultimately, I think, you know, those are the best things you can probably do in school. Once you graduate, you know, you don't get as many of those opportunities. Uh, so for people who have graduated, I'd say usually the best option is trying to find, like, really understand, first of all, where you are and, like, what fields you want to grow in, and then try to find the mastermind groups around that. Uh, those have proven very pivotal, I think, for us. Um, you learn, yeah, meeting so many cool people. We met people, I'm, I'm friends with a guy now who's, Best friends with Richard Branson. Um, uh, I'm friends with a guy who's like, you know, met with George Bush kind of thing. It's like, and it's just kind of like those degrees of connections are, are very interesting. Um, and so that would be the biggest thing. And not being afraid to like step out is really hard. I, I think a lot of people uh, in school are very like, they're a little nervous to jump out and, you know, ask for help or um, uh, kind of step up and try to be a little more extroverted uh but most people i would say are like very just in the same boat and they don't really want to ask that question uh but they want someone to so and uh, you've probably heard it a thousand times before but it's because it's true and the person who does ask that question ends up getting people gravitating towards them and um you can form a good network that way mm -hmm. yeah 
And Jeff, like, you know, a couple of the things in there too, like curiosity, right? Like, uh, you know, similar to you, I've also spent some time in China. And I think it's just like that mentality you just put forward to of say, like trying to even just be like a little bit more extroverted, even if we're not super extroverted by nature, like you never know where these opportunities lead you. And I think like for myself, you know, I probably have thought, thought something similar before and, you know, what I thought would like maybe not be like a consequential thing. Like, I don't know, for example, uh, three years back I did Toastmasters for a little bit when I was in my master's school and then actually the, the confidence I got through the public speaking and like presenting in front of other people helped a lot when I went and did like an internship and then when I went to China and started doing group presentations so it's like even you know I'll just kind of share this on my side for the audience too is like even if we don't have the opportunity or like we don't think it's going to be like a good fit for us to go try to do something I think we should just try it and do it at least like one or two times because even if you've tried it and you don't like it like you can always go back and not do it like yeah. but at least you've given it an effort and maybe yeah you learn somebody or you meet somebody new that can point you in another direction something else you like too um so the last question i'm going to ask you and i think it's like right nicely on this topic of like trying something that's like a little bit unique and outside the bubble is I actually know from somebody that was an engineer at the company at the time how you got your first job. So I, I heard that essentially, I mean most people like you know they apply online or maybe they go for like a referral or something like that. I heard that like you had basically like made a really nice resume and you like printed it out and you actually like hand delivered it to this company. So I'm curious, did, was, was this a approach when you were looking for your job? And I know that this engineer had stuck out in his mind and he was really impressed with like this, oh. <laughs> this mechanism too. Yeah, well I think that's, yeah that, that did happen, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I don't know, I guess at that point I just, I felt like that personal aspect was important. Um, I was a little confused, first of all, honestly, how to apply to the company a little bit. But the other one was uh, I felt that it was, you know, just doing something online. And I can attest to this now. If, like, I, if I do a job posting, um, it can be in like two days, three days, I have like 500 applicants. Like, in all honesty, like I don't have the time to go through these resumes, nor do I want to go through all these resumes. And I'm sure everyone's very qualified and a great person. But like there's got to be something that's going to set you out. Um, and, uh, you know, there may be someone way better in there in that 500 resumes, but the person who came to me and talked to me is going to stick in my mind. Um, and that's the thing is like relationships are so key and the people who can build the relationships the best, I think ultimately are the people who succeed really well. Um, genuine relationships. So <laughs> all you really need to know is the first step. I think, you know, where's the next step? or the first step that we need to go. The first step, if you execute it well, is going to kind of show you where the next step is. And that's going to grow. Uh, and then before you know it, you know, if you're working with a few people, they're all going to be doing the same concepts. And then your team's going to grow. And your idea's going to grow. Uh, and um, the rest is kind of history, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I can completely agree with that, man. And I think, like, that idea of... Uh, you know, just like growth and uh, like basically being able to go outside your comfort zone and like make a lasting impression. I mean, you know, I, like this guy, I don't think he actually like knew you personally, but and, like he had already moved past that company. But like 
I think I just remember we were volunteering together and I mentioned your name and it was like I kind of stuck out in his head so and that was probably like two and a half years after that specific event so you know looking at like the first impression that first impression is still very strong in his mind afterwards um that's great so yeah, Jeff, I think I'm just being once again you know really I think but I don't know for sure yeah yeah, so I don't know his. It's name. all good. I'll share. I'll, I'll share it with you. I'll share it with you after the uh, sure. after the chat right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, Jeff, I wanted to thank you again. Like, I think there's a lot of really good wisdom in here, and uh, yeah, we're really grateful you wanted to come on today too. So thanks for being here.